Instead of a normal episode today, I decided to give a list of top five Christmas hymns. So obviously this list excludes any secular Christmas songs. And also I'm not going to even address very well-known and beautiful Christmas hymns that everyone knows. Angels we have heard on high, hark the herald angels sing, O come all ye faithful, etc. All those are well-known. You don't need a list. But these are top five Christmas songs or hymns that fewer people know about and fewer people have heard. Now, you may have heard all five of these, but it might be that you've maybe only heard one or two of these, but I consider these five of the best and most beautiful Christmas hymns. This is also not a ranking. I'm going to give five of these, but they're not in any particular order. They're just five of my favorite Christmas hymns. And we'll start first with Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming, or as it's known in the German, Es ist ein Rosensprungen! And this hymn is from the 15th century. Its origin isn't super clear, and the rose ever blooming is said to refer either to Jesus or to Mary. Mary as the mystical rose is one of the titles we know her as, or Jesus as the rose that's budding or blossoming from the root of Jesse. And we know that, of course, comes from prophet Isaiah. Also in Isaiah, in chapter 35, there's another verse, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. So the hymn, of course, is about both Jesus and Mary. What the rose refers to can be said either one equally as beautifully and fruitfully. The words, and you're hearing the song now in the background, the words are, Lo, how a rose ere blooming, from tender stem hath sprung, of Jesse's lineage coming, as men of old have sung. It came a flower bright, amid the cold of winter, when half gone was the night. Isaiah twas foretold it, the rose I have in mind. With Mary we behold it, the virgin mother kind. To show God's love aright, she bore to men a savior when half gone was the night. So there you see the references to Isaiah, referring to the stem of Jesse, etc. There are other verses to the song, but we'll move on to song number two, hymn number two, which is Holly and the Ivy. And again, you're hearing this now in the background. The lyrics, the holly and the ivy, when they are both full grown, of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown. The rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. The holly bears a blossom as white as the lily flower, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ to be our sweet Savior. The holly bears a berry as red as any blood, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ for to do us sinners good. So this hymn takes the holly plant and the berries and likens its characteristics to certain things about Christ, uh, his passion, for example. And this links our Lord's birth and his passion in a way that traditionally has always been done. In fact, the, the Feast of the Circumcision was originally January 1st, and the idea was so shortly after our Lord was born, there was already spilling of his blood, that he came into this world ultimately to die for us. So that's a connection that's always been made, even from medieval times or perhaps earlier. And in fact, Tradition says that this song goes back to medieval times, even though it really only is known in its present form from the 19th century. So on to the next song. In Dulci Jubilo, or In Sweet Rejoicing. The melody to the song, as you hear now, is the same as Good Christian Men Rejoice, and that hymn, Good Christian Men Rejoice, is based loosely on this hymn. And the words are, in dulci jubilo, let us our homage show, our heart's joy reclineth, in precepio, which is the manger, and like a bright star shineth, matris in gremio, that means in the mother's lap, or in Mary's lap, alpha s et o, which is you are alpha and omega. O Jesu parvule, which means O tiny Jesus, I yearn for thee alway, 
listen to my ditty, O puer optima, O best boy. Have pity on me, pity, O princeps gloriae, O prince of glory. Trahe me poste, draw me after you. This hymn also dates back from the Middle Ages, and the lyrics are pretty self-explanatory. It's just expressing the joy upon looking at the scene of our Lord's birth. The next song is Lule My Liking, and this one goes back to the 15th century. And basically the scene that's conveyed is Mary lulling Christ to sleep. The words are, Lule my liking, my dear son, mine sweeting. Lule my dear heart, my own dear darling. I saw a fair maiden sitting and sing. She lulled a little child, a sweet lording. And then it goes to the refrain, Lule mine liking, etc. That very Lord is he that made all things. Of all lords he is Lord and king of all king. Pray we now to that child and to his mother dear. Grant them his blessing that now make and cheer. So Lule is supposed to be, you know, like lullaby. So a very nice image of Mary just having given birth to Christ, calming him and holding him and lulling him to sleep. Finally, we have In the Bleak Midwinter, which was based on a poem written in the late 19th century. And the lyrics are as follows. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, in the bleak midwinter long ago. Our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable place sufficed. The Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Enough for him whom cherubs worship night and day, a breastful of milk and a manger full of hay. Enough for him whom angels fall down before, the ox and ass and camel which adore. Angels and archangels may have gathered there, cherubim and seraphim thronged the air, but only his mother in her maiden bliss worshipped the beloved with a kiss. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him, give my heart? So not much explanation needs to be given to that. Again, just a beautiful description of the scene of the nativity and seeing ourselves as bringing him a gift of ourselves and also describing the angelic presence there, praising and worshiping the Christ child. So these are five, I think, of the most beautiful Christmas hymns that aren't used as widely or heard as widely as some of the other, what we call classics. And to be sure, there are many more than these, and you should definitely do some research on the great, beautiful patrimony of sacred music that the church has, and it's so underutilized. And especially around the great feasts of Christmas and Easter, there are such beautiful songs and hymns that most Catholics are unaware of. But give these five a listen and use them as a prayerful celebration of our Lord's birth. 